You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and live a spirited life. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Men With Spirit at Radio Karim. If you're new to the show, our aim is to explore topics, ideas and knowledge to help you become more authentically connected with yourself and others. The integral to this is to live a life according to your values. This show is an extension of the work we do in our Men With Spirit weekly men's group. G'day, my name's Steve Angel and I am flying solo today. Um, my co-host and partner in crime, Peter, is not feeling very well today. So we wish him all the very best in his recovery and we will miss you in this episode, Peter, but I'm sure you'll be listening um, while lying in bed with some chicken soup. Now, I've got a really excellent episode coming up and I'm excited to talk about all the content that we'll be talking about today with this particular person. So let's maybe get started with that. Today, we're going to delve into the exploration of one's true self with Carla Burt, who's a TV producer, creative and accredited medium. Now, having spent numerous years as a TV producer, Carla has dedicated herself to giving voice to people through their stories. Now, in her 30s, Carla found herself entangled in her own story, struggling to articulate what mattered most to her. It was at this pivotal moment that she unearthed her spirituality, and since then, she's committed her efforts to assisting others in discovering the life path meant for them as a spiritual counsellor, an accredited medium, and content producer for the spiritual renaissance. Welcome to the show, Carla. Thank you. I'll put the mic on now. That should be helpful. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Carla, you are a person of many, many talents here. You know, content producer, TV producer, you've worked across many platforms and screens. Tell us a little bit about that history for now. It is many hats and my family and friends, I'm sure, uh, just wish it was just one thing that I stuck to because I'm sure I'm a nightmare <laughs> for many people. But I've been reflecting on my trajectory, so to speak, from a professional point of view. And although it seems like there's many hats, there mm. is a direct through line. Mm. And I think what I've always been interested in is people yeah, and people's stories, and but the truth of a story. So when, when I think about my work on screen, a good story is a transformational story. Yeah. A good story is when you really get to see the inner and the outside workings of someone. And, you know, a clashes and conflict comes when the external world is clashing against the internal yeah. world and that they, they come up against turning points and what are they going to do? And I remember even I once broke up with someone because I was mapping my relationship through if it was a script and I'm like, I don't think we're going to get to the third <laughs> act. I'm out. Mic drop, exit. <laughs> and so from, from that perspective and then um, – which is still v very close to also what my work as medium and spiritual counsellor is because that's also mm. even more so obviously about the truth of who they are. Mm -hmm. um, what role are they playing and what role do they really want to play? What What is their narrative? And, and the idea of not necessarily knowing how the story is going to unfold, which is so exciting. And now finally, 30 years later, I understand why I studied public relations in the first mm. place because 
I've always scratched my head thinking, why did I study PR? Mm. But now I'm so passionate about helping get the word of the spiritual renaissance and the work of the spiritual council and Ian and Pearl Rogers at Sphinx Spiritual, the word nearly being their publicist Mm -hmm. and creating content to give more people access to information so they can understand the truth of their story or help them advance their story or the truth of who they are. Does that make yeah, sense? that makes sense. <laughs> it really does. And I think this is a really interesting point for people who are often maybe uh, would be, often be seen as creative in mm. nature and people will say, oh, what? you keep moving from one thing to another. But when you look back at life, there's always a thread, isn't there? There's always something underneath that is just holding everything together. And sometimes you don't actually see it yourself until maybe you stop and reflect and you start to be more honest with yourself about what you really want in life. And then you can see how all those pieces fit together. And they either might not obviously fit together, but everything leads to something. So I know I often talk to Ian and Pearl about this and Ian and Pearl are, you know, driving the spiritual renaissance and they've had such a diverse career. Mm. So most people now know them as, you know, spiritual teachers and deep trance mediums and and these um, incredible spiritual workers, but such a diverse career. And sometimes I'm like, can I tell that story? Can I tell that story? (laughs) And they're like, Carla, it doesn't matter. But they're like, but then they're all the parts that get you here. Yeah. And it's also every every job, every situation teaches you something, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a good or bad thing, in inverted commas. But, yeah, so – but I am fortunate lately. I've been like, oh, I am I am seeing that thread, mm. all, all that um, – seeing how it's all piecing together. Absolutely. And we'll talk a lot more about the spiritual analysis and the content that you're producing as well. Let's let's go back mm-hmm. to the crossroad in your life mm. where a lot of this Which be- one? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's do the one that, the main the, one. The main one, yeah. The main one. Okay, with the main one. Um would you have considered yourself uh, I mean you can re- reflect about that crossroad and that sort of time of sort of turning point as you refer to. Would you have considered yourself to be spiritual in nature at that point in your life? I don't think so. What what do you have thought spirituality meant? To be honest, I probably thought that a full spiritual person was a little bit like spiritual. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I am me. Mm. So had I seen mediums before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was I – did I often contemplate the meaning of life? All the time. Mm-hmm. Did I often look up to the stars and wonder what was beyond? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I think that I was spiritual? Like if the census was coming out, would I have ticked that box? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but when, but I always, I remember one of the very first books that I picked up when I was younger was, um, what's that, Chicken Soup? Yeah, for the soul, yeah. But yeah, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mm. And I swear I was five. <laughs> Why am I reading chickens for the soul <laughs> and writing poetry in grade two that I've kept about, um, you know, that something is still, nothing is something. Mm-hmm. So I've always the philosophical or the big picture and I've come from a family that's about being curious and asking questions and having an, and trying to have an impact on the world. And so I suppose there's different ways people can do that. So, but in hindsight, I think anyone that's happy to see a medium and has those questions mm-hmm. is spiritual. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it yeah. back then. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you reflect on what we often think what spiritual is. And there's a very practical nature about the spirituality that you practice and that I practice. It, it's very grounded. Mm-hmm. And it practical in nature and there are steps and it feels like you're still part of this life that we all have to live. You're not sort of separating yourself from it. So it has its positives and it also has its challenges, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. I think that was the part. It's a really good point. I think I, I would read all the books. Like I, I, you know, again, I wouldn't have defined myself as spiritual, but I had read Eckhart Tolle. Mm. I um, had subscribed to Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm. I did all the things. But everything always felt like a piecemeal. Mm-hmm. And then when I found this work, it, as you describe it as grounded, I feel like it contextualised mm-hmm. things for me. If I have a question, there is an answer. Yeah. And, and it may not be the answer I was looking for. It will be a very unexpected answer, but it's not a piecemeal. And I think it's also, I always believed I was a values-oriented person, but spirituality is to me, being the best version of you. It's Mm. your true identity. And it's an identity that is based on values and how you're sharing yourself with the world to make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, great. Tell me then, at this crossroad, Mm -hmm. what happened? Well, everything on paper was really good. Mm -hmm. So I was working in TV. I think I was in love with a guy who said he loved me but wouldn't commit. You know, that old story. (laughs) Um, Really good friends, really good family, yada, yada, yada. So everything on paper, fine. Yeah. But something was just missing and it wasn't just that guy. Mm -hmm. Something, I just wanted to know who, what my place in the world was and why was I doing what I was doing and there was just always a yearning and it wasn't a cry myself to sleep. It's not, it wasn't a self-help. Um, I've hit rock bottom. I always hear those rock bottom stories mm. and I'm like, oh, I've never had a rock bottom story. Neither have I actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, is, is it still coming? So it wasn't a rock bottom story. It was more what's it all about. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wanted more. And, but not in a greedy, selfish way. I, I wanted to understand, I wanted to make, I wanted to feel like me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was me. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds a bit, um, I was doing everything. I was being everything that I thought I was meant to be doing, but it, what didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, a friend had seen a medium and then she said to me, I think you would really like this medium. So I went to this medium and it was amazing. And as I always describe, um, a reading is like fast track psychology. Mm -hmm. So, and the fact that I had studied performance before and if anyone studied studied acting before, you know you get ripped apart. Yeah. So everything, I'd kind of touched on things before, but all of a sudden – um, this medium, which was Ian Rogers, now my teacher, uh, just nailed it but went deeper and gave me a reason why, not just left me hanging. Mm-hmm. And then the TV producer in me, um, I'm sure they won't like me describing them as talent, in inverted <laughs> commas, but I'd spent 20 years as, as a talent producer and casting people and I was like, wow, 
this is the real deal mm-hmm. and and everyone should know who these people are. Mm-hmm. This man's officially just changed my life. Mm-hmm. And so it was nearly a cross between someone who was searching but also with the TV hat on. I'm like, this is, this is uh, everyone should know mm-hmm. that this man exists. Anyway, so then he said there's a conference in Vietnam in two months' time and – I mean, it sounds so crazy, but I took a camera and I went to Vietnam on my own with my cameraman and documented me having an existential crisis in Vietnam with a medium. (laughs) 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 And so, and that was a turning point for me Mm -hmm. because I wasn't thinking about studying mediumship. I didn't even know that that was a possibility, but the entire conference that I was on was... uh, it was about learning who you are and learning that there is something more than you and a connectedness to the greater universe and the power of, at that stage, I was probably alone or always, if I watch the documentary, I just cry all the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so <laughs> Anyway, it's excruciating to watch. Good for viewers, for me, I mean. Anyway, so, and it was from there that, everything started just to feel deeper or have more Mm. meaning because I felt connected Mm -hmm. to, yes, my spirit. I felt like there was – it gave sort of hope and inspiration but it gave context to -hmm. everything. So I think when you have meaning or have – when you've got – when you're someone who asks why and then there were these amazing insights, it does – it is a guiding light. Mm-hmm. Does that? Did I just ramble, or did that make sense? No, I no, did no. ramble. It, for, for the documentary you're referring to is called "Really Nearly Me," um, which is what, which is based on your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've watched it, and um, it is is a fascinating piece of um, uh, content in that you really do see this transformation happening almost live. Mm. You can see your vulnerability. You're really raw in this. You are asking the questions that, you know, you are. You, anyone would be asking. It's like, is this really happening? What is really going on here? Can I even cope with this? Do I actually even want this transformation that I so desperately wanted before? Am I really up to it? Mm. And I think that's what makes it really a fascinating piece of um, video to watch. And I think you, anyone who... Ha- if you get a chance to see it and maybe we can try and put a link on or something. Yeah, about I'll put this. a link in a code and we can do a deal. Do a deal or something. <laughs> it's definitely definitely something and I think it really does encapsulate what you just said. At any point in there, did you feel that this is too hard and you didn't want to keep going? I cared what people thought. Mm-hmm. I It was too hard in so far as I felt like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. I was at a spiritual conference and I was there knowing that I was to be vulnerable about going, I don't know who I am or what I'm mm-hmm. doing, but I think I know who I am, but I know that I don't know who I am, which is why it's called Nearly Really Me because mm-hmm. I'm nearly there, mm-hmm. but not quite. 
So, and I remember wanting the answers quickly. I remember being on day three and being sort of a bit annoyed going, I thought this was going to have the light bulb moments Mm -hmm. and why am I not just in inverted commas fixed? Mm -hmm. And so from that perspective, it's not that I wanted to give up, but I wanted more and I wanted faster and I wanted, it was probably the high achiever in me. And I'm like, what is this all about? But Mm. little did I know that that was a part of the process. Sometimes just trusting the process. And also when I say I cared what people think, I'm not saying have an existential crisis and spirituality is everyone's answer. I, I think it really should be everyone's <laughs> But obviously horses for courses. But the fact that I was exposed for the very first time that we have a spiritual council mm-hmm. and that there were lectures or trances as they're called, but it feels like lectures and mm-hmm. my little pea of a brain was just like exploding um, so it's not that it was too, it's not that it was too hard, but it was unknown. It was hard, but not too hard that I wouldn't have followed through because there was something in me that knew it was the right thing to do, but I couldn't intellectualize that, but I would keep going. Does that make sense? But is that part of the problem with transformation? If we are trying to intellectualize it too much, isn't mm-hmm. that how we got to the problem in the first place yeah. by intellectualizing it too much? Absolutely. Intellectualizing, thinking about it, caring what people think, fear, everything that's going on in the mind. But the the one thing where if anyone said, how did I get to where I am now? It would be, I just trusted myself in this little instinct. I just kept on putting one foot in front of the next. Yeah. And, and even though it felt weird, it, it was, I knew it was right. Yeah. And so I suppose it is a trust thing. And as soon as I get into my head, then um, disaster could ensue. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate completely. <laughs> it's almost like you're sharing my life. <laughs> Yeah. It really is. Caring what other people think, I think, mm. is a major, major issue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen that now in the work? Actually, before we do that, I want to mm. go back to something you said about um, your little brain exploding mm. and, and the council mm. and so forth. And I don't know if you're in a position to talk further about that, but just in case people want to understand what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. So, I, to give some context, so I, I came back from Vietnam having been exposed to um, this amazing teaching that was through Ian and Pearl Rogers mm. at Sphinx Spiritual. I wasn't involved with Sphinx and I just had this reading was in yes. Vietnam. So then I come back and then I put this doco together because I feel that it would help other people understand what their blocks are and why and that we're connected to something else as well. Yeah. Anyway, so then I get asked to join a circle. Mm-hmm. And that means it's a mediumship circle to become a medium. So eight years later, here I am as a medium, which I'm very proud of and very excited about that work. But Ian and Pearl are a part of a, a spiritual a council. Yeah. And so – and m- the majority of those entities on the council are in spirit world. Yeah. And so they are – people for us to learn from because the whole point is for them. So what Ian and Pearl do is their whole job is about not just saying, oh, spirituality, but it's getting knowledge and leaving knowledge here to help us advance who we are, for us to be the best version of who we can be Mm -hmm. to then in turn make earth a better place. Yeah. 
so they get all of this information from this council and this council, uh, I mean, this is the part where I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> but Leonardo da Vinci, Gandhi, mm. um, yes. Christian Hahnemann, mm. Crazy Horse. Uh, Which we refer to a lot. Cause yes. We, we refer to a lot for that uh, from that blog on this show. Um, some Amazing insights, just the clarity, the simplicity, the power in just the few words that can be spoken and just completely resonate. So, yes. So, the, uh, so there's a, a council who are there trying to give us information to make, to help us advance who we are, for us to have the power within, for us to realise that we can play the role, we can have our own identity really yes. and then with that we're all connected so that's what the spiritual council is, and um, it's it's ordin- it's usually done, you know, through Ian e. Rogers through trance mediumship, mm-hmm. and I've documented him running through each of the council members. So mm-hmm. if people are like, "What is this woman talking about?" <laughs> there is video, um, and obviously opportunity for people to be part of that. But I I have made sure that I have videoed this incredible incredible work. So that's what the council is. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Thank you for that. Um, I want I want to sort of talk about your experience now as a medium. So mm. you're accredited now, and much of your work now revolves around mediumship. And mm-hmm. you once referred to mediumship as an art form. Mm-hmm. What did you mean by that? Well, mediumship is an art form, which for me, I well, I often think sort of like the art of conversation or like any art practice, it, it, is, it is a craft. Mm-hmm. It needs practice and skill, mm-hmm. like an art form. It is also, for me, creative insofar as when I am connecting and working as a medium, I am out of the way and it is a connection and it is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me also creativity and art is something to make someone feel and think mm-hmm. and that is definitely mediumship. So, And it's an, it's an art form that has been around for eons but I think that's the main thing for me is that it's, it's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and then the, the better you are, so the art of mediumship for me and then when you're good, that to me is in flow when I watch someone who is just spectacular, it is like watching art. Mm. So although that's, that's my personal answer from, a, you know, the technical side is that is it, it is a, a skill and a craft that needs training, practice, commitment, dedication, which I feel as a producer that is also what is required for art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So in your experience now and with with the clients that you see, how has mediumship changed them? How do you find your involvement in transforming their lives through mediumship? How does it play out and what kind of experiences can you share? Well, interestingly, the majority of my clients come from creative industries. I don't know if that's just a coinkydink, being that where I've come from or there sort of 35 to 50, like the age I had my existential crisis, mm-hmm. 55, very, um, quite a few men as well, but um, but high achievers and people who are looking to understand to better their place in the world or mm-hmm. a bit stuck or confused or wanting guidance in the next step. Um, 
And as a practitioner, it is the most rewarding, exhausting um, work I have the privilege Mm -hmm. to do. I used to always think I was stressed being a TV producer, but the responsibility that you have having someone sit opposite you and knowing that they're coming, like I did to Ian, like Mm -hmm. I needed answers. Mm -hmm. I I wanted guidance and not just – and something that would advance me, that would help me grow, that would help me move forward, Mm -hmm. not just, um, you know, should I buy a Tatsloto ticket? That's Mm -hmm. not what we're doing. Um, And so the work – the work that I do is when they're coming and they'll sometimes sit there and they're like, I'm not sure why I'm here, but I'm looking for something. Mm-hmm. And the moment when you're working with your guide and sharing and delivering the information and seeing it hit the client mm-hmm. and more often than not tears come to their eyes and that is just literally because the truth has been shared or it's hit their spirit or someone's seen them. And the amount of times when someone says, I've, I finally see, I feel like I've been seen mm-hmm. or someone gets me, like I get shivers down my spine even thinking about it. And it's the most deep, beautiful work. And so any naysayers, I no longer care yeah. because I'm in that room and I'm definitely not making this up and but most importantly, it's about the client mm-hmm. and they leave with more answers about who they really are and they feel sometimes it's challenging, of course, but empowered and know that they have choice, they have currency mm-hmm. in their life and they have a part to play, you know, a part to play and and they hold a place mm-hmm. and they've been before and they'll come again and there is this spirit and energy in there, whatever you want to call it, but spirit energy in them Mm -hmm. that can help guide them. So if they're sitting, you know, that's what happened to me. I sat in front of Ian and then I just followed the little voice within rather than my head. And I was like, and here I am. And it's a full, I I suppose, 180 rather than 180. Um, And so they, you know, it's again, it's like fast track psychology. And so they come in with their session and then it's, mm. and it's, you know, being with where we are at the moment, I'm seeing more and more men, which I think is also spectacular. So they, their, their wife or partner may have been, and then they're like, I want a bit of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, that's really special, but it's, it's beautiful work. And I also feel, had I known at the end of year 12 that you could study to become a medium, I mean. How amazing. I know. <laughs> like, I know. So anyone that's wondering what they should do after school, it is a proper, incredible career trajectory mm-hmm. that can take you anywhere. Yeah, absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. Instead I studied PR, but it's coming in <laughs> handy <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah, so I went for a general degree in marketing, so I had no idea I'm what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, you know, as you're saying it, just – I remember my first reading with Ian as well and it was just um, I think the words you said, you know, I got seen for the first time. I really did. Mm. And I just went, well, you, I've never met you before and you have just hit the bullseye and just also uncovered the sort of hurt and pain and upset that I just obviously had been carrying but decided mm. not to show it or feel it mm. more likely and just think to myself, Wow. And there was a release and there was this feeling of like... It's liberating. Oh, my God. 
I'm okay. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay. There's there's really nothing wrong with me. I've just got to get out of the way and stop letting these stories in my head about mm-hmm. who I am and who I should be and and what is expected of me to get out of the way and just just. Who, it's just who you are. It's the expectations and the story that we told ourselves or the story that we were told, mm-hmm. all of that. And you think you're doing a damn good job, but, but mm. then something's missing. But as you said, if you studied marketing and I studied PR initially and then have spent my entire life trying to tell stories to help shift people's lives or help mm. them to feel and think, we both know firsthand from our original careers how vital it is when there is something that can help people mm-hmm that you want to do everything in your might to let other people have the feeling that we both experienced, Mm -hmm. where that liberated, that understanding, that feeling that you're not as lost as you think, that you have choice, that it's fear that's holding you back, fear potentially from childhood or, as we said, Mm -hmm. those expectations of a role or the identity of who we thought we should be. I want everyone to know that they can break free of those constraints and Mm -hmm. feel not be nearly really them, but mm. to be really them. Yes. Like that's what I want. And I think this is a beautiful way to go about it and a very deep way. So it may not be for everyone because it's deep and it's challenging and it's hard and it is meant to advance you. Mm-hmm. And that can be scary because you don't know where you're going. Like I did not know I'd be sitting here 20 years ago or 10 years ago. No way, Jose. No. I'm I mean, I'm stoked, <laughs> but no way. Yeah. So that can be scary for people, but if you can get out of your own way and let life, the direction of life, and um, you know, take control of take control of your choices, mm. then great things can happen. We spoke about um, Crazy Horse, and we've spoken about the wisdom of Crazy Horse. There was a post in there talking about the candle, which is sort of dropped right now for me. And we refer to this in the men with spirit groups all the time. The reason why we use a candle is that it gives you just enough light just to see the next step forward, mm. not to see where you're going. Mm. Because I don't think we can cope often with where we're supposed to be at the point that we are right now. And so just the light of the candle should just give us enough to just see the next step forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the, that is a big process in living a more authentic life because you have to then connect more with how you feel, right? And, mm-hmm. and 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 what's going on for you. So you're using your emotions and you're going, okay, and your intuition and you're working with your own spirit and going, okay, this is this feels right. This is where I'm going to go to next. This is right for me. And sometimes I think if we're told, well, I'll use a working example. In the documentary, I asked Gandhi, um, which I know again sounds crazy, but we were in trance. <laughs> well, Ian was in trance. And I said what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And he gave me an answer that back then I clearly did not hear because I re-watched the documentary recently and I finally heard it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's what I'm doing now. What was that? What was it the- was about working for the spiritual renaissance and putting content out. I did not hear that. I did not hear that. And, I, and so I was told that and uh, didn't hear it. And if I had, I've taken a very long time to get there. <laughs> That's a decade. <laughs> so, but also I think when people get lost looking for their purpose, not only the candle is so beautiful but – and, not but – and it is sometimes we just need to reveal that next mm. step for the next step to mm-hmm. unfold and then we've got choices along the way. And I think also a lot of my clients, you know, that come where they'll be like, I just want to know what I'm here for or what my purpose is. 
but they're still associating that with their job. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's it's a real mind trick, isn't it, to try and separate the two because it's we're so ingrained that what mm-hmm. we do as a job is who we are, mm. and that comes back to you know as role and identity and expectations. And I know Ian shares that story which about the lolly lolly shop. Have you shared that with your listeners before? No, go for it. Where there's. A man, so the, the the whole idea of you looking at your gifts or wondering what your purpose are, and there's, in my mind, I always think be like a detective and uh, look for clues, like mm-hmm. what is your stature? Why were you born into a family? How do you respond about particular things? What did you love when you were little? Like there's little clues everywhere. But then also the story of the the lolly shop is there's a man wor- working in the lolly shop and may, maybe he wasn't given a gigantic mind and so people might be judging him for yeah. not having a huge mind and he's just working in a lolly shop, for instance. Mm-hmm. But he's in this lolly shop and every child that comes in, he connects with. Every child, he says, oh, why did you choose that lolly? What's the colour? What's the taste? How does it make you feel? And brings them so much joy. Mm. And so for him, that is his purpose, which and he's impacting every single little person mm-hmm. that comes in. But then he may go down, you know, I'm making this part up, editorialising this part, but he goes to the party on Saturday night and someone says, oh, what do you do? And he says, I work in a lolly shop and potentially judged for that or it's not enough when really he is on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I love that story. We're here to learn to share our gifts, but who's to – and every single person's gifts are their gifts. Mm-hmm. So who are we to judge what that is? And and how that is displayed. How Absolutely. That's, yeah, exactly. I just have always loved that story. Yeah, thanks for sharing And that. I love lollies. <laughs> <laughs> Win-win. <laughs> that's it. All right, Carla. Oh, it's been fascinating so far um, and there's more to come. But before we do that, um, we ask all our guests to choose a few songs to uh, to play on the show. And, and you've chosen one song uh, to play, actually two songs, and this first one is called Kelly Watch the Stars. Tell me, why did you choose this song? Or <laughs> so, were you just desperate to find this song? No, I, I was desperate to eliminate a billion songs. <laughs> it's a very – it's a hard task. So this song is by Air on an album, um, Moon Safari, which is an ultimate favourite of mine. And it initially it just reminds me of being in London, dancing around um, a lounge room with all of my uni best friends, mm-hmm. you know, reaching for the stars and just being all ethereal and thinking, you know, being whatever age we were in the 90, late 90s. But the part, both of the songs that I have chosen, are, let's say are economically... Um, low on lyrics. Mm-hmm. And this song is just about Kelly Watch the Stars. But the weird thing is I always thought it was, can you can you reach the stars? Mm-hmm. For years I've had the very one line. I've only got one <laughs> line and I had it wrong. But the idea for this song that I feel like it allows you to wonder about the stars. It could be about dreaming about the stars. It could be also thinking beyond what's beyond the stars, but it also just makes me happy. Mm. So it's about, for me, it makes you curious about who you are and your and your world in it. And now I'm curious, who is Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> 
Fantastic. Let's find out. Let's see if one of the listeners will know. All right. Let's listen to Kelly Watch the Stars by Air. My name is Ocean. I come from Martinia, and you are listening to Radio Carom. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. You're listening to Memory Spirit on Radio Carom with me, Steve Angel, um, and I'm flying solo today. My co-host Peter Anthony is not feeling well. Um, we wish him all the very best. But I am here with my guest today, who is medium, spiritual counselor, and content producer. Her name is Carla Burt. Welcome back, Carla. So. First of all, we've been talking a lot about mediumship. We've been talking a lot about um, your transformation, the changes in your life. Now that you're doing a lot of work on um, helping others with your with not only your mediumship, but the content that you're producing now is very different and you're producing for the spiritual renaissance. You're working directly with Ian and Pearl. Can you share with us what the focus of all of this work is and the content that now you're producing? Mm-hmm. It's um, so in I think 2020 maybe I produced a podcast with Ian and it was about the link between creativity and spirituality and I could just see how layered mm-hmm. the story was and how the insights could help so many people. You didn't have to be a creative. You didn't have to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. This crossover of just deep knowledge Mm -hmm. to help you understand your place in the world and to be a better version of Mm -hmm. yourself. So I – and it goes beyond just self-help. So I've – ever since I've been a TV producer, I've always wanted to make content that wasn't just – not just bite size, where it's not just another thing that makes you feel guilty. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, another thing I'm not doing properly. Oh, yeah. I, I'm obviously caught on TikTok and Instagram feed yes. where I'm like, oh, oh. I don't know who needs to hear this <laughs> one of post, those kinds of posts yeah, where you feel like, oh, crap. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm still not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always, all, personally, I've always wanted to make content that helps uh, move people and help people. So then park that, then I obviously was a TV producer, then I became a medium and now I'm with Ian and Pearl and now it's like that little dream that I had mm-hmm. is coming to fruition and I am working with Ian and Pearl to document not only their teachings because they are uh, – the very few in the world who can receive knowledge the way they do from the spiritual world, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. So, again, as a producer, why wouldn't you want to be documenting that? Yes. But in addition to that, for the world, where even in, you know, in 500 years' time, I'm just so pleased to know that it's documented. So there is um, – and that's the, you know, the unscripted doco maker in me. But – more importantly, the spiritual renaissance is here and we're at the beginning of the spiritual renaissance. And if I can help Ian and Pearl drive that 
And if all of our missions in life is to use our gifts and our gifts are often to, I don't, there's no point me being privy to knowledge Mm -hmm. and not sharing the knowledge. And then it just so happens I am a TV producer. So my way of sharing knowledge is to document it and film it. And my degree in PR is to push it out and market it. And and full circle. Hello. (laughs) That all makes sense. So I'm working as hard as I can, night and day, to try and get this information out there. And it's just the early days of the spiritual renaissance, but you can feel that the world is changing and needs change. Mm -hmm. And the spiritual renaissance was always planned. And there's an interview with Ian and Pearl that I've done on you know, what the spiritual renaissance is. But the idea is there's always been hard times and, you know, and but there's always been enlightenment mm-hmm. and there's been a way how do we how do we advance ourselves? How do we get ourselves out of this pickle? And like the great renaissance did that um, through culture and art and made us, helped us think differently back then, mm-hmm. this time it will be through spirituality mm-hmm. and how do we make change And that's also for us to actually have the power within to realise that we can make our own choices, play our own part, um, not hold on to the fear from childhood, be Mm -hmm. who we're really meant to be, be emotionally robust and healthy, to make choices, to say no to the... to power if if that's what's meant, uh, to, to realise that the world isn't supposed to be this way and we all can play a part. And to do that, it's to understand more about who you are and why you are the way you are. And I want to help get the information out there, how to become emotionally more robust, how to be the real you, to so you can then go and do your work. So I feel like I'm just doing my piece of the puzzle to help you do your piece. And the spiritual renaissance, it's just, it is just the beginning, but how exciting thinking that we are living at the beginning of a life-changing movement Mm. that was, that has been planned and we all have our part to play. And so if I can document and take teachings and help anyone then I will do that. And also in addition to that, I also just, I genuinely think Ian and Pearl Rogers and the work that they're doing for the spiritual renaissance, it needs to, it is a story to be told mm-hmm. and needs to be told. And so as a TV producer, I can't be sitting there and um, not put my hand up <laughs> for that. Or maybe this has all been planned. <laughs> <laughs> and you really just caught up. So, and it's great because there's really deep spiritual knowledge there that Ian and Pearl are sharing, but then we're also setting it up. We want to make the the trances with the spiritual council that we've referred to. And, I, you know, think of it as a lecture series on the most amazing topics, but sometimes people can't make it to a to it live, which is an amazing um, event. And if you do have the opportunity, do that. But, you know, we're creating where we'll be live streaming it mm-hmm. and taking that to people so other people can also get the information. Um you know, Brave Talk is an opportunity to send in your question and have Ian and Pearl answer it. So we're also, you know, we have topics. There's topics that we've filmed about relationships and then there's trances, you know, with Francis Bacon on relationships and there's parts on fear and, we're, you know, we're producing um, online courses to help you on your own journey to get out of your own way and, and they're all through the council. So I just want to make 
resources and resources and content to help people help themselves. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this, because this knowledge is coming from the spiritual world and via Ian and Pearl, there is there is a there's something very unique about this mm-hmm. information that doesn't kind of just sit with everything else that's out there and say personal development. Yeah. How would you define the difference between them? Just for people just going, well, you know, what's another course, you know, just listening to more spiritual mm. information. In your words, how does it? how is it different? I think it's everything that you and I have been discussing that it contextualises things and it also reinforces that we're all a part of something together. And it's not just a self-help course mm-hmm. with uh, with someone's mind getting yes. in the way. And when you think about half of the problems w- of where the world is and why people are in the pickles that they are, are because of um, the, the power of the mind or one person's perspective. But this is information from, you know, the spiritual world is a place of learning. The spiritual world, I it's, this is a elite university level information. Yeah. And so for me, the, the purity of the knowledge, and it's not an interpretation, yes. that's what I love. It's not, you know, there's activities and challenges that you can do to understand the information that's being given, but we're not interpreting the information. It's, it's clear as day, but then what's also magnificent is the depth of it. You could take one sentence and you're like, got it. And then you listen to it again, you're like, oh, didn't hear it that way. Oh, oh, there's another gem and another gem. So it's, for me as well, because it is different, that is great. So it's not cookie cutter. And there is, you know, and then if there's some people where they might say, I've heard that before. And you're like, well, if you've heard that before, why are you not doing anything about it? But but the idea of um, having information come directly f- from spirit to help us and then having that c- a course to help you, you know, for instance, the one that's coming up is on, you know, fear, to help you get out of the way and have it come from Crazy Horse, I just think uh, is, I don't know, it's just a thrill. It's not just you know, Mary Sue in California mm-hmm. telling us, like, who's Mary Sue? I actually don't know who Mary Sue is. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Mary Sue. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot to share, but not as, not as powerful as Crazy Horse. And I think because they are rare insights mm. and it isn't stuff. It's not, it's not normal and it is a way to it, – it gets, it gets to you and it hits your spirit or it yes. hits you and you're like, there is something in that. And it kind of, for me, it, it hearing from direct from spirit uh, kicks you into action. Yes. I think that's it. It's, it hits you. It hits you in your spirit. You, that is the difference between this information. It's undeniable. It's, it's not something you can manipulate in your mind. You can't sort of rework because you're then making a conscious effort to ignore it um, and to deny it. And that's what I think is, is very powerful about a lot of this information. Now, you mentioned um, your course, How to Live a Fearless Life. And that's interesting because we, we sort of touched on fear as one of the, mm. you know, the biggest sort of causes of people sort of not following their purpose in life, mm-hmm. not being on path, not finding that happiness and joy in their life is usually fear of some sort. Yeah. 
Can you talk more about that and how, you know, this course is your is a way for people to become more fearless? Mm-hmm. It's a foray into us doing short online courses with each of the council members. And we've started with fear because, as you said, fear holds us back from living boldly. Mm-hmm. Fear holds us back from really releasing who we really are. And ordinarily it comes all the way back down, you know, to childhood with expectations and the roles. And often we don't even realise that we've, you know, we're stopping ourselves from being who we really are. And, you know, between fear, greed, envy and jealousy, Mm -hmm. they're the four things that with fear being number one that stop us from living a spiritual life. And Mm -hmm. a spiritual life is a place of more love and a place where you get to be who you really are. Mm. So why wouldn't you start with number one, which is fear? And but the whole idea with with this course coming from Crazy Horse, who was one of the few people in the whole entire world who was truly a fearless leader. So hearing from someone who actually knows what they're talking about, but when it's given a spiritual context, you're actually empowered to actually this you can't overcome fear if you don't understand fear. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand fear that you it, it's not meant. You, you weren't you didn't come in, you came in with a path. You came in you know, with determination, you came in knowing and then all of a sudden it's these constraints of earthly constraints. So fear was placed upon it's you. It's like and piled yeah. and piled and piled and then it becomes a choice. So when you understand, have a spiritual lens on it, then you actually start to see fear in a different way. So we are, so Crazy Horse helps us understand fear, where it's come from and why and the patterns and obviously it brings in karma It brings in then what your gifts are and so it takes you on that journey. So it's nearly an understanding spiritual living combined with Mm -hmm. an understanding of fear and that way you can, it's not, you know, it's not promising you to that it's going to uh, release all fear (laughs) but it will help you understand who you are and what the fears are and most importantly why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when is this coming out? Oh, gosh. Crazy, <laughs> crazy Horse gave me the information <laughs> ages ago. Um, the earthly, earthly boring stuff like back end has been um, laborious, but it is actually available to register now. Excellent. Yes. And we'll put a link on, t- on our show notes for people to um, follow that link. Also, to, what if people wanted to find out a little bit more about this? the work that you've been doing, the spiritual renaissance, you know, what would you recommend that they do? Is there a way that they can just subscribe Absolutely. to something? And well, then- I think not only subscribe to something, but actually, you know, become a brave. Yeah. You are what does a that part, mean? But you are a part, like work towards realising that you have the power to be you. You mm. have the power to live the life that you were meant to live and that will make a difference. And so that is what the spiritual renaissance is. And so in many res- respects, rather than just subscribe, which what it is, it's join the movement. Yes. And so the first step, which is possibly the easiest step, is there's a website, thespiritualrenaissance.com, and if you sign up to the Brave newsletter, you receive information direct from Spirit Weekly, which is through Ian Rogers' deep trance mediumship from the Spiritual Council that mm-hmm. we've been talking about. And so that is not just um, one little Instagram, you know, meme. It is amazing. So that's weekly. Plus, you get access to knowing all about the courses and the resources and the videos that we're producing. So. The easiest and fastest way is to register on the website or Facebook if that's your thing. So facebook.com, 
the spiritual renaissance um, and but therefore recognize that you have a part to play yeah 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 and so and then we've got a whole heap of content on because at the heart of the spiritual renaissance is the knowledge that Ian and Pearl are bringing down and so they're the directors of Sphinx Spiritual. So there's a YouTube page which is the education side of, you know, at the heart of the spiritual renaissance is Sphinx. So there's a YouTube channel but I send the content out as part of the Brave newsletter. So, you know, on YouTube if you wanted to, you know, really, really dig deep into content that's at the on, on YouTube at Sphinx's page there. And... Just to be clear, a lot of this content that you're producing is freely available oh, to gotcha. people. So there's no cost at all at this Mm-mm. point for anyone to no. just really delve into. And this is some great stuff as well. That You'll be able to see some of the trances. you listen to interviews with Ian and Pearl. There's content that's being produced specifically on different topics, questions. We're talking about relationships. We're talking about purpose. Absolutely. There is, you know, values, which is underpins a lot of the work too, mm-hmm. doesn't it? The spirituality is really... Um, it's all un- there's a foundation of values that we're all living by, mm-hmm. and then a lot of that's explained as well. And all of this is freely available, so Absolutely. I really recommend anyone who's just intrigued or, or just curious, or maybe is a bit like you know, um, Carla and I were back then, just like and looking for something, yeah, you know, highly recommend that you just sign up to the Brave newsletter and then get access to all of this information. Yeah. Um, Carla, is there anything else that you want to share with us? Because I'm conscious that we're going to be running out of time very quickly and, and I know that two of us can talk forever. I know. Um, the only other thing just with wisdom, but this wisdom is and on fear, we've produced some wisdom cards that are how to help you be be brave, be you, and they're wisdom cards, again, direct from Crazy Horse. And I know this is a little bit spooky, but what a brilliant Christmas gift. Um, <laughs> and so, but I just, I, I just want everyone to know that we have a place in the world mm-hmm. and you do have a spirit and you can overcome your fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you don't know where you're going, but get excited by that. Because here we are. Good, good. On Karen Radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so good. You can. I, I'm sure that people can feel that excitement that you're you're giving right now because it is very much. It's a personal. It's a personal thing for you now, and this movement is very big, and it's very important. And ultimately, it's just about freeing us. Mm. Freeing us up from the crack that we've been holding on to and just being who we are supposed to be. Liberate and ignite that spirit within. Excellent. Oh, well, this has been fun. Thanks, Carla. Oh, my pleasure. And hope you get better, Peter. Yes, Peter. <laughs> hope you've enjoyed the uh, the episode and you can give me feedback later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time to wrap up. Um, Information and links about our shows are available on the Radio Karen website, which is radiocaram.org, and or via our Facebook page, which is at Men With Spirit. And our shows are available on all major podcast platforms within a day or so of broadcasting. Now, if you want to attend any of our Men With Spirit gatherings, event details and how to register are also included on our Men With Spirit Facebook page, or you can email us at connect at menwithspirit.com.au, and we meet in Frankston every Monday night. The work of Radio Karam, including our show, wouldn't be possible without the generous support of the Radio Karam sponsors. They include Freddie's Kitchen, Atticus Health, Seaford North IGA, Mitchell Tour Real Estate and Tad Cabinets. Details on how to contact Carla will also be on our Facebook page in the show notes. And before we finish off, Carla, you have one more song that you've chosen. Do you want to tell us what it is and why you've chosen it? It's called Life's a Beach 
First of all, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough. Let's just play it then. <laughs> and for me, this is a, as we're coming into summer, this is one of my favourite summer songs. And again, it's very low on lyrics, but it's wave hello, wave goodbye, life's a beach. And you can't help but just think about winding down the windows in your car on the way to the beach and just being happy and realising that there is a life of possibility and how are you going to live that life between waving hello and waving goodbye. Beautiful. Thank you, Carla. It's been a joy having you on the show. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Until next time, be true to yourself.